Well, hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of, of course, Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. On the screen, you're going to see two plus hours of some division footage, one of my favorite new IPs from last generation. Uh, and of course, we have some banging topics to start your Friday. Hopefully, you've had your bacon, egg, and cheese. Me, I had a protein shake because, well, I'm trying to lose more weight, so I'm I'm boring as all hell. And I have a protein shake for lunch, and yes, boring once again. Maybe I'll even eat some apple slices or something. <laughs> we'll see. But man, we originally thought we were going to have a, like a, a like a small panel, and it turns out that everyone is here, and we even have a special guest joining us who happened to be off today. Mav, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the program. Hey, what's up? Thanks for uh, inviting me to the show today, Boo. It's uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Talking all these awesome topics, it's good to catch up with Dave and Crispy. I see Fuzzy all the time, you know. Yep, but sure uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna have a blast here. <laughs> well, listen, it's great to have you on. I uh, definitely appreciate you stopping by. Uh, but you know what? Listen, before I get into Crispy, who's normally not here, he's usually on prime time. Uh, two updates uh, to community members that make a big difference in a lot of our lives: uh, the Assassin Lupa. Uh, had a, su- a successful 18-hour surgery yesterday. Uh, she is currently in ICU, and it's a little touch and go because obviously they have to watch her. That is the latest information that I have on her. Mav, I don't know if you can update anything further, but of course I would ask that this community uh, send as many hopes and prayers for her because she is a stellar human being. Um, and uh, Anything you'd like to add to that, Mav? Yeah, it's just that the next couple of days are supposed to be of extreme importance. You yes. know, um, originally it was supposed she has I don't want to go into too much detail of like what the issues are, but it's an ongoing thing. Right. Mm-hmm. She lives with this. Right. And uh, she has to have tests done occasionally and procedures done occasionally to take care of her issues. Well, the procedures originally didn't go well, um, which has happened before. And um, it was very, very close to losing her. Right. Um, And uh, when the procedures didn't go well, the next step was for open brain surgery. And so that was an 18 hour procedure um, that happened, which, as we know right now, is was successful. But they did say that the next three days, according to the surgeon, were extremely, extremely crucial. So that's where we're at right now. And we're hoping for the best. She's crazy strong. She's been through this before. Um, a lot of people didn't know because she keeps a lot of this stuff secret, right? Yeah, she and she's does. told only people that are kind of close to her. Like she, a, a lot of us on Xbox Ultimate and, and Fun Speculation Group, or she's part of our podcast and stuff for uh, a couple of years now. She's uh, she's told us a lot of this stuff, but kept it kind of close close to um, close to her. You know, very private with that stuff. Um, it's kind of come out this, this recently with this extended absence and. Um, that her husband giving us the okay to kind of uh, keep people updated, but yeah. uh, we just want her back. You know, she'll always be a huge part of this community because she's one of the best people that I have met since I started doing this, and uh, um, I can't wait till she comes back. I have the highest hopes, you know, and all the positive energy everybody is sending out. Her husband has said has been extremely humbling. And uh, very appreciative, and he's he's thinking it's working. So keep that energy yeah. up, and hopefully we'll see her soon. Yes, yes, real quick, and all, and uh, of course, again, just you know, it, it, she's not answering her uh, her Twitter for obvious reasons. Yeah, 
but I believe her husband is is listening and watching. And uh, anything that you can say to lift their spirits would be incredibly uh, grateful and appreciated. Uh, these things, you know, we talk about console wars. We talk about who's got a better first party lineup. And at the end of the day, none of that stuff matters, man. What matters is people. And this is the kind of situation where I wish that uh, lines were just blurred and people just came together as people. And didn't have to, uh, you know, be separated by my boxes better than yours. And and if you can rise above the shenanigans and just drop her a line uh, of support, it'd be greatly appreciated. Um, and, uh, you know, Crispy, I, I want to bring you into the conversation because there's another member of this community that is not only uh, has been on my show. He's been on many people's shows um, and uh, he's he's gone through he's going through it right now. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Sir X-Men who's having open heart surgery uh, from what I know that he has. I saw a picture of him uh, wishing, wishing others. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how selfless that is. Uh, but uh, of course he has been and is a member of this community and he's one of the finest for sure. Um, and he's always been someone that supports so many others. So I would love for people in this community to drop him a line on Twitter. It's at sir X man. Uh, but uh, Crispy, welcome to the program, and uh, kind of uh, you know to speak about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, two community members that you know, uh, Sir X is he's got one successful surgery. Apparently, he's gonna have to have another minor one. Yep. Um, but it's looking good. He's awake. So shout out to you. He might be watching right now, brother. You know, get back soon. And and Alupa, the same. I, you know, those two are just some of the funnest people to play video games with, and it breaks my heart that they're going through this, but. You know, I'm hoping uh, to hear their voices soon on that those party chats and, uh, you know, get some gaming with them uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, it's it's the little things, man. That's that's why um, I never entertain console war nonsense. I don't hate somebody for having a, a, an appreciation for another box that maybe I find to be a secondary or thirdary. Uh, people are important uh, and I love that we can open up this show. I love that I have a voice in this community that we can uh, potentially get other people to know about a situation and maybe send their loves, their prayers. And, um, you know, Lupa is an amazing person. Sir X-Men, uh, quality, quality human beings. And uh, any, any, any well wishes that you can send their way, believe you me, it helps more than you actually know. So thank you for that, for bearing with us as we talk about some serious topics. Before we get into why most people tuned in, that is, of course, is to talk about video games. And, of course, talking about video games, uh, you had such a time last night, Mr. Fuzzy Belvedere. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Um, but listen, you're here, and we're going to talk more video games. How yeah. the heck are you? I'm doing great. <clears throat> Man, just so much awesome stuff happening in the news as far as gaming is concerned. Uh, you know, and some, it was quiet some... for a bit, so it's it's nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we got some announcements on a you know anticipated game. We got more stuff coming up between now and and the holidays. And oh, E three. Yeah. Yes. Even E three is coming back. So yeah, it's 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 good news all around. But, yeah, man, we're actually so going to break that be down here. because uh, <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a that's a great segue to go open up the show with. Uh, as soon as we get uh, as soon as we're done giving the introduction to Mr. Web Dave, brother, thank you. Dave uh, got here in the nick of time, folks. He had a <laughs> massive power outage in his area, 
And I was like, oh, man, I always miss hanging out with this dude. And somehow or another, the gaming gods or the electricity gods came forth <laughs> and allowed for him to have his electricity back. Uh, welcome back to the program, bro. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. That's that with the generator pouring gas in. It's okay. Everything's fine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but, dude, I got, I got to say one thing. And, and all, I am so proud to be a part of this community with all these great people on this wonderful people man but uh it's uh they come together and uh you know and praise and and give support to to everyone else and and damn it boom i just i love this community and thank you for letting me be a part of it with you too this is awesome let's have a great show guys yeah, it's it's an honor to have you a part of this show every week. It's an honor to work with you whenever uh, you know you jump in, even if if you're not scheduled to be a part of the program. You're there either in the in, in the chat, or you actually jump on the cast. So, uh, but yeah, this community is amazing. Yes, the circles that we run in, uh, I consider everyone to be an extended uh, piece of our family, and I say our because Mrs. Boomstick is a big part of this community as well, even though no one's ever really seen her or really, <laughs> you know, she gets into the chat every now and again, and occasionally she'll, you know, jump on the mic and say hello or whatever. Uh, she's, a, she's a behind the scenes kind of a, a, of a gamer. Um, eventually, though, I promise you folks, there's going to be a time where she's going to be sitting next to me and we're going to do a cast together nice. maybe for this holiday for the big Christmas uh, giveaway, she'll jump on for a minute so you guys can see that. Yeah, and you so you know what she looks like because I posted a picture of her when she got her hair dyed blue <laughs> in the street, which was awesome. Um, but uh, listen, let's uh, let's segue right into uh, something that has been a part of gaming for twenty plus years and seemingly uh, was removed from the conversation uh, this year. Uh, E3 is coming back, folks. Uh, that is great news for me personally because um, I am I am I'm somebody that, uh, and I believe Fuzzy, you've been to a couple of E3s yourself. It is an experience unlike anything that you can just watch on a screen. Like you, you literally have to go in order to see what a spectacle this thing actually is. I'll tell you this right now, you're going to do a lot of walking, and by the time you get home uh, to wherever you're staying, you're going to be exhausted, especially if you are there not only as a fan, but you're producing content live on the scene. It's a lot of work, but it is, it is an experience unlike anything. If you are a gamer and you really have a, a love for this industry, you got to somehow make it there. And, and for a minute uh, this year... We thought that E3 was going to be done. Now, and granted, you know, everyone was still kind of doing their own thing. Sony has yet to do theirs. Nintendo had a very small, you know, hiccup of a, of a show. Um, you know, so it, the, 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 the traditional spectacle that have had, you know, EA play and had a Ubisoft uh, event, which they just had, was all out the window. And now we know that the company that uh, is responsible for PAX East, you know, PAX uh, Austin and PAX, uh, PAX West is uh, going to be taking over responsibility duties for E3 proper. And it, they have confirmed that E3 2023 is a go. Now, this is exciting for me because, you know, obviously, you know, COVID kind of the last time I went to E3 was 2019. I was scheduled all paid up and ready to go with the Iron Lords and a bunch of a bunch of community members. 
to to go to LA again in 2020, and we obviously got that was kiboshed because of the the virus. Uh, I'm I will be um, looking to go this year. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a PAX East or E3 because the guys at prime time, we all want to get together and actually do a live show somewhere. And we're trying to figure out which is the better uh, event. Is it E3 or is it PAX East? But we'll, we'll, we'll update you folks. Uh, but Mav, let's get your opinion on this. Is this a big deal? Is this a big deal for the industry that we don't have to depend on Jeff Keeley? Because quite frankly, even though I, I I appreciate what Jeff does, this this year's was certainly better, but his couple of his couple of first attempts were nowhere near uh, that. What do you what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, just like you know, without Microsoft, it showed the last couple of years, uh, Summer Game Fest would not really even be it. Well, last year we still had E3, right? Um, the Summer Games Fest last year was a huge disappointment. I didn't really see any point of it. Summer Game Fest this year only was decent because of uh, Microsoft showing as well. I I feel like Keeley's been trying to really take over for that E3. You know what I mean? Uh, even as much as the right after E3 made this post, um, I don't know if y'all saw, but again, Keeley made a post right after that saying, "And we're back again." with the in-person event next year for summer game fest. I just, I don't know. It's, this was a big opportunity that Keeley had to, to really go for it and make it a big thing. Right. But that actual summer game fest show was a big letdown. A hundred percent. It was. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. There was no big third party publisher support. Ubisoft wasn't there. EA wasn't there. You know, it, it, it came across as like, just like a second tier show for me. Um, so I do have hope now, like E3 coming back, I think is going to be a potentially huge thing to hopefully get everybody back in for one big summer showing like EA needs to be there. Ubisoft needs to be there. Sony get back into it. Let's go. You know what I mean? So I think it's, I think it's a big deal. But the most exciting thing for me is that it's going to be an in-person event and I have a chance to, uh, meet a bunch of people in the community. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so that's my my most exciting thing. But I think Microsoft, because at, at, Phil Spencer is on the board, right? With the ESA. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I and have he, a feeling pushing for it for it to return as well. He's 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 the the thing with you just mentioned something incredibly important, and I think at the forefront of how how Phil Spencer thinks in person, in person meeting the fans, meeting each other. Let me tell you yeah. something, Mag. Uh, I mean, Mav. Uh, the as great as the spectacle was, yeah. I got to play. I got I got invited to a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I got in. I got invited as a journalist into EA Play, which was still blows my mind. Um, I, I met the hip hop gamer. Like that dude is mm-hmm. his presence on so on the socials is incredible. Meet that guy in person, and it just blows your mind. Like that guy is such a gentleman. I got a chance to hang out with the Iron Lords. I got a chance to I I got the chance to not only live with King David for a week. I stole his car. I actually stole his whip. I heard about that. Keep keep rubbing it in. Keep rubbing it in. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what it's all about, right? Getting together with the community, celebrating games and stuff. I feel like I made a lot of friends and and everything since we started this, but like everything's been shut down. You know, we haven't had much chance to actually like get to meet in person and stuff. And and to have this. in-person e3 show i i feel like it has a chance to be something huge like 
I also believe because Keeley's still trying to do his thing, it, it creates an interesting thing where it's like maybe everybody's going to try and go bigger to outdo the other. You know what maybe. I mean? Yeah. So we, we could, but you know, people always say competition breeds greatness, you know? So maybe Keeley trying to, you know, go big or go home and then, you know, E3 trying to stake their claim back as the dominant summer gaming showcase will uh, create a better show for both of them. Um, but the other cool news is because of, you know, the PAX um, uh, deal that was put in place, uh, E3 was never known as as much of as a as good of an in-person show as something like a Gamescom was or something like that. It was more in the past about journalists, behind-the-scenes looks, um, and getting all that stuff done. But now if, it seems like they're going to go even bigger with the in uh, with the with the fan participation and um, the whole event itself will be something that could be even better. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I was talking to Kate about it and like, hey, is, do you think maybe we can figure out a way to go to L.A. next year? We'll we'll see. So um, I'm hoping for that, and I think it'll be a blast. I, I I think it's going to be uh, great, and, and and you know what? Uh, again, the the company that is uh, producing E3 uh, has been confirmed to be producing E3 2023 is Reed Pop. Now Reed yeah. Pop is uh, has been a, a veteran production company, and they're behind PAX East, New York Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration, and that's just to name a few. So think mm-hmm. about that for a second, folks. Um, this is the, the Star Wars celebration is massive, millions right. of people. I, I've never been. I'm going to get there before I croak. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, Comic Con, New York Comic Con, I've been to as uh, both a fan and 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 someone that helped out with the booth uh, a couple of years ago. So I, I've been there. I've never been to the Mecca, which is uh, San Diego Comic Con. I'm going to get there. But think about this for a second. Uh, this is the, these events: Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration, PAX. They are the biggest and most. They have the most eyes on them in any at any time in the year. And now they're going to be responsible for running E3, and you know, getting to your point of what Jeff Keeley had to say. To me, this is a scared r- response. And I'm and I'm not insulting Jeff. I, like I said, I think he's incredibly important yeah. to the industry. But this is what this was his response he, almost immediately after the announcement that Reed Pop has taken over production duties. As we announced back in June at Summer Games Fest, we'll return in June 2023 as a free digital and in-person event to celebrate the future of video games, bringing our entire industry together to showcase what's next and that's great and i and you know something i applaud jeff Keeley for continuing to be a beacon in the in the gaming community i mean obviously listen i'm not going to sit here and blow smoke he does things that i, I i'm not a fan of his some, some of his 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 antics for someone in his position is a bit disappointing because i would i would never put you know uh conduct myself that way uh, i'm an xbox guy yeah but i wouldn't poop on Sony for no reason. And unfortunately, we've seen him do just the opposite more times than not. And that's fine if that's the way he wants to run his business. Uh, But I I am going to tell you that he probably saw that and he has some real concerns. Because like I said, Reed uh, Reed Pop is 
responsible for some of the biggest events in the entire year. And now they have now they have now just added E3 to their slate. It's going to be an epic E3. I, I would imagine, and you said it earlier, Mav, bigger, better, more. Uh, it's possible. But listen, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this. But before I do, Crispy, Dreadpool, my God, you're still alive. Welcome back. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Just like E3, I am back. I love it. I love so, it, brother. Yeah. yeah, we missed you. We missed you. We 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 definitely missed the breakfast talk. We definitely missed, <sighs> we missed. Well, I, uh, I got my my code word for this one is because it's my daughter's word. I got Doken. Okay. You, you know, so instead of getting a donut, I went ahead and got a sesame bagel toasted with cream cheese and a large coffee. Six and six. Nice, nice. And I'm Very nice. I just made it. You know, so I'm it glad was. I finally got to come back and. Life sucks sometimes. <laughs> it does. It, it it certainly does. But listen, but we're great. We're, we're yeah. grateful to have you back. Um, and I'll get to the super chats in a moment. But crispy, uh, how big of a deal is uh, that? E, not only not only is uh, E three returning next year, it's going to be in person. That has been confirmed. Uh, but Reed Pop uh, again b- producing. That that probably sent shockwaves through the industry because of what they normally do on a yearly basis. And adding E3, man, oh, I'm super stoked. I'm very excited. You know, this is the thing. It's happening now, people. This is not going to be we go to next year and they're going to be like, oh, we had to change it. We're not doing it. Mm -hmm. This is happening now because, you know, Read Pop, they do like almost every major event that involves video games or comics or, you know, entertainment. Pop culture. Yeah. Any pop culture stuff is just basically they do it at this point. So they've got the funds. They've got the ability. They know how to do this. So, I mean, at this point. You know, I'm just I'm super stoked that at some point I'm going to be able to go to one of these things because once they got their hands on it, it's not going away anytime soon. So and you're going to see, you know, like Microsoft, a bunch of other gaming companies probably throw some money at them and say, let's make this thing big because, you know, that's what we need. Another thing. And here's an idea because they do the PAX thing. It would be kind of cool to have an E3 East. I'm just saying that would, that would be awesome for the people that, that can't awesome. quite get there. Yeah. I think, you know, if anybody's listening from that company, man, that <laughs> would be awesome. You got Boston. You could even do it in New York. Orlando. You know, even, even, <laughs> yeah, he wants, he wants it. He's like, he's like not, not, not East Coast. You know, well, it is East Coast. Not that kind of, not that kind of East Coast. <laughs> oh, That's funny. But yeah, I mean, you know, they, they can pull off some cool stuff. So that, and and Keely, I mean, let's be honest, he's nervous now because now, yeah, now he's got some competition. You know, it's not just Xbox doing their one show. You know, it's it's now he's got some competition. There's going to be a whole week event, and I, I think it's going to be more fan focused. You know, you're still going to have journalists and you know content creators there, but I think it's going to be a little more fan focused. And I think that's the way they should go because at the end of the day, the fans are the ones that are purchasing the product. And, you know, yeah. it just gives us an opportunity to all get together and have a place to go. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, I I, I think so. Look, the, the ESA, unfortunately, mismanaged E3 the last couple of years, and they nearly killed the the whole thing. Uh, and now that it's now it's going to be produced by someone who is uh, responsible for producing some of the biggest events, I have extremely high hopes that this is going to be 
are absolutely amazing. And I want to be a part of their first produced E3. Uh, it'd be something I'll be looking forward to do. And obviously, I'll be covering live live from the floor, which is awesome. Uh, and uh, again, it, it's it's a lot of work, but it is just as much work that goes into this thing. And as much money as you do spend, because you do spend, I mean, you, you, you drop at least two grand, uh, you know, on flights and, and room and board and food and, and everything for the seven days that are there. So you, you definitely got to save up for it, for sure. Um, it's the meeting of the other community. Um, I, I tell you, I, I told this story before and, and I, have, I have no problems telling it again. Um, I tried everything to get into Xbox Fan Fest and I just wasn't picked. I, you know, I mean, I know people at Microsoft, but they, they, they do it right. They do it fair. You know, people, I, I mean, I'm sure that there are contracts with some people, but I just didn't get in. And um, Gotham guy who you've seen in this chat, who's been very generous to the, uh, to the uh, channel, had reached out to me when I was already in LA. LA and he was like, hey, listen, my plus one um, hurt his shoulder in a gym, a- gym accident, and he's not going to be able to come. Do you want to be the plus one? And Microsoft was awesome. Like, they were great. He was like, listen, just email this person here, and they're going to send you all your credentials. And almost instantaneously, uh, they they sent it. And that's my story. I got a chance to meet Bonnie Ross. I got a chance to meet Aaron Greenberg, Larry Herb. It was a ton of people I met over there. It was incredible. The only only person I didn't meet was uh, Phil Spencer because I was – I was hanging out with uh, 343 and getting my, my my poster autographed by the developers of Infinite, and I missed my shot with Phil. So maybe one day, maybe I can get back to see Phil. But, folks, it is if you are a fan, if you are someone that is involved in this community, there is no better place to meet other gamers that you've podcasted with or you've you've listened to. It's, it's an amazing experience. I, I'm so glad that it's coming back. Let's get uh, uh, fuzzy, uh, fuzzy on this. Mm-hmm. Fuzzy, you've been to a couple of E3s, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, are you excited that E3 is coming back, but it's being produced by someone that is just legendary in the game? I, I think it's the best possible uh, you know, thing that could have happened as far as E3. Like the mismanagement aspect that they've had in the past, it, it, it's definitely you know run its course. And I think having the, the same people that run PAX do this will actually breathe new life into it yeah. um I, I i'm hoping this is a, a sign that things will will be a little bit better as far as not just for like the fans but even for press and stuff like that coming to the event things will be better organized better scheduling yeah. better timing like better direction on okay this uh particular booth is going to have a showing at this time and like i it, it's it's almost like they not to say that they weren't the majors before but it's almost like a, a serious upgrade as far as how the organization is going to be handled as far as the show itself but uh yeah i i think this is the in in all honesty the best thing that could have happened to e3 you know, Jeff Keeley was doing this thing, and it's it it was good. It was a a, a good, I guess, stopgap or 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 fill in for the most part. But you know, I I I like Mav's idea as far as you know having the competition. Maybe they'll they'll bring for better showings overall on both ends, and you know, get uh, Jeff is going to have to step his game up even further. Like he stepped it up this year. It it still feels a little bit more scattered as far as like some of the shows yeah. and things like that but yep. i i think 
you know, with, with PAX coming in. And if he hasn't, you know, been willing to bend the knee and, and figure out how to get partnered again, because I know he used to handle or be involved with the E3 stuff. Before. He was. He was involved with the ESA. And about three years ago, he announced that he was leaving to do his own thing. And I think that that was probably on the success of the game awards yeah. and 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 to be honest with you he might have bitten off more than he can chew so to speak yeah and and he's still got time to grow his his uh summer's game uh summer games fest but i i think if worst case scenario it might be time for him to reach back out to them and mm. and integrate <laughs> them you know but, but you know that that might be the best course of action in in his regard you know kind of save face but you know if you know more power to him, if he can be more of a competitor with with the packs people running it now, I think it's going to be a tougher, much tougher fight for him. Yeah. But man, I can't wait until next year to go out there and meet, meet some people and and just have fun out there for you know more than just the Xbox show. I definitely yes. want to want to be out there for the the whole the whole week. So yeah, I yeah, I, it, it's uh, it's crazy because you know obviously the channel's relatively small, and one of the biggest videos I've ever done. I did on a whim. I was just walking around the show floor and I went past the Fortnite booth and they had the big bus there and they had all the, all the characters from the game there. And, you know, and, and, and the people dressed up as the characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is, I couldn't believe the size of their area. I mean, it's Fortnite, So I, I could, I should have believed it, but it, it, it was unbelievable. And I wound up taking like, I don't know, Five minutes worth of video mm-hmm. of uh, me hanging out with the with the people in the uh, you know dressed up them dancing having dancing contests with people with that would walk up to the booth. It was awesome, mm-hmm. and I wound up recording it. And I was I was gonna scrub it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna put this out there. And th- thanks to the guidance of the Iron Lords, Lord Cognito was like, boom, you got to put that out there. It's gonna it's gonna explode. It wound up getting like fifty six thousand views, and for me that's ridiculous because this is a small channel. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad I listened to. Them. I've, I've been guided by the Iron Lords for many for many of the decisions that I make, and they're never wrong. And hanging out with getting a chance to hang out with Sovereign and Addict and King and and of course Cognito, it was it was something I cannot wait to experience again. Uh, Web Dave, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, E3 coming back. It's it's going to be big, uh, oh, and uh, it's going to be. And I'm hoping that it's that it's done in such a way uh, that all of us, like everyone that we that's in the chat now, that's that's on the panels, could all meet out there. That would be one hell of an experience. Definitely, definitely. I have been to two E3s in my lifetime. And they are absolutely amazing. You have never heard loud volumes of music. <laughs> I mean, I've been to concerts like ACDC Front Row, and this was louder than that. And it's all day, all um, every area you go into. Huge, un- unbelievable. The, the year that I went, the first year, was the, um, was the year before uh, Steel Battalion came out and was in the Microsoft booth playing Steel Battalion, for like two hours so on the prototype board. I'm like, oh my it's God, awesome. this is, I just absolutely <laughs> fell in love. I had to buy it. So, you know, so dude, and you know, and, and they had so many things there. I mean, like, you know, met Stan Lee cause he was there signing autographs. Met, um, um, oh my gosh, the, the guy who, who draws Spawn. Um, you think it was Oh, Tom McFarlane. Tom McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Got his autograph in my studio because of that, you know? So wow, just, you know, 
crazy stuff like that, as well as all these games and all these, like you said, people and friends. I was fortunate enough that uh, another one of my managers went with me from uh, from GameStop, and this was before they had the um, where the where the fans could go too. This was strictly, you know, I mean, you had to pay for everything, pay for tickets, pay for a flight out there. <laughs> have a friend who lives in L.A., so I, you know, definitely able to, you know. So if, if this happens again, dude. Let me know. Uh, I'll uh, I'll make my way there somehow. Hell or high water, I can make. I'll get there because <laughs> uh, it's it's fun, man. I mean, it's um it's definitely needed and definitely something. Once you've experienced it, um, you just it's um, you want more of it because yeah. there's so much um, new stuff that you get to see ahead of time and a lot of so swag they used to pass out a lot of stuff to so even if it's just like shirts and stuff. And like I said, people you get to meet in the community and also, you know, people behind the scenes, you know, met like the people that worked on the uh, Final Fantasy 11 at that time when it was big and got to talk to some of the developers, like, you know, a couple of hours, just, just talking to them and BSing with them. And they're like, you know, okay, cool here, meet up with me in this. And, you know, gave me their, you know, where I could actually meet up in the game with them. And they gave me some cool, you know, unique items at the time. I no longer play the game, but at the time this was like, this is awesome. You know, yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's exciting. And, uh, and it's, it definitely needs to be back. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. And, and I'm glad that it is coming back. Dreadpool, let's get your opinion on your final opinion on this opening topic. E3 coming back, Jeff Keeley putting it out there that, uh, yeah, summer games fest is going to be in person. Does it matter? No, 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 no. Because he can't, he does, he's good at what he does, but he also flops it, you know, and that's, that's the issue, <laughs> right? I mean, why, why Summer Game Fest, like on different days with no actual schedule for anybody to do anything? Right. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. plan anything. You're trying to figure out what, what's going on, you know, and, and I get it because everybody's doing their own thing, but I mean, even if I if I was doing it, I'd be like, yo, Microsoft, what are you guys doing? Xbox, Phil, what are you guys doing? What day? I'm going to lock it down so this way everybody knows that it's your day here, your your time frame. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, studio so-and-so, you know, I know you're a small studio, but let's 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 figure you out how to bring you in. And then we'll 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 do something with you and we'll have a time frame that it doesn't overlap with anybody else because we had. We had times with nope, nothing going on. We had times with like two or three different videos going on. And you're like, what am I watching? Because it wasn't what we thought. We were watching like, uh, and I, I have no issues with watching devs talk about their game. But a lot of times you're looking for that trailer. You're looking for that excitement. Not for, you know, once, you, once you're once you excited for the game, that's a different story. Because then you could be like, all right. I'm, I'm into this. I want to know more. And then that part of there where the devs talk about their games and the, the issues and the you know, overcoming those issues and this and that and being proud of what they've accomplished, then I'm interested. But before yeah. I even know anything about the game, I am definitely not interested. It just turns you off, you know, and that's that's the whole thing with what he does. And and with um, uh, what do we say? Read, read pop. Right. Yeah, with them pop, coming yeah. in. Holy cow, this is going to be great, you know, because there, there's a uh, a convention in Jacksonville, and I was going to meet up with Steve Downs. I was going to go oh, up there, meet wow. up with him. I mean, I've already interviewed him, so it's it's it, and he's going to do Breaking Bread. It's just we haven't been able to, like, lock it down. 
But I was like, all right, well, I know you're going to be there. I'm going to go there. And then I find out that they have like different places for each event and, and things overlapped and this and that. And I'm like, this is this is physically what you don't want. And this, and this was kind of well, like a lot how of confusion. Was. Yeah, yeah I, I, I found even though I'm pretty acclimated to knowing the 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 playing field i found i found myself having a hard time to find things to watch to report on yeah you know and and that's the thing it's like e3 should have been a universal thing and they started kind of wishy-washy because everybody started doing their own thing and i get it you know and that's that kind of stuff happens but that's where jet should have you know nipped that in the bud with his home summer fest Hopefully, Reed Pop will do the same thing. They will nip it in the bud. This is what we got. This is what we got going. We know Xbox is doing this. If Sony's doing their own thing, here, here's where it would be, or, or it's not happening. You know, Nintendo, same thing with them. Whatever, but but get that information out there, and then and then this way everybody can get together as gamers, right? Not not a fan of one box or another. But forget that BS, right? Yeah. As gamers, and we can go to these these shows or watch the videos you know so because it all depends on you know i'm sure they're going to probably do like i've been saying before do a mixed service right do 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 the live event and still show it out to everybody and then certain things would be while we're transitioning if we were there in person transitioning from one uh studio or let's say theater to the next theater where the next studio or a company is going to be, you know, doing their thing, you know, they can be keeping uh, the, the general populace on YouTube or Twitch or whoever um, occupied with other things, you know, yeah. and that, and that's the thing is like, sometimes, yeah, you don't have to watch everything, but that's where you put those things in between, you yeah. know, get it. So that way people can travel and get to this place and that place. Like I said, Jacksonville, I have no idea. I'm like this, this theater and then this theater and then this theater and then this church. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm like, there's not enough time yeah, to get from over when there. this one ends yeah. to get to the other one. So if, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that E3 was somewhat similar with that because yeah, like, it was they, actually the way that they did it. Uh, like um, we transitioned from one event to another event like we went to i i i also forgot i forgot to say i got into the last bethesda event oh my god they put on such a wow what a show bethesda did uh before they were owned by by uh by microsoft and we uh, i went with king uh i i think cog and sovereign went with somewhere else but there were different events that we could go to and there was a space where it, you could get from one to the other yeah you know, and that and that's the thing. We need something physically that we we have enough time to do all this stuff and, and keep everybody occupied. And, and if you don't want to do this thing, that there's something else to do. You know, that, those are the times that you go for signings. Those are the times that you go for the other things. You know, try to keep it so this way, as a group of gamers, right? Just just moo us along, right? Just mm -hmm. treat us like cattle and just <laughs> moo us into this section. Right. And just, you know, and that's that's what we need to do. Uh, get into there, get get access to these um, uh, these shows 
Um, because I mean a lot, and I get it because a lot of times you can't do it, and that and that was the whole thing with E three, right? E three at first was specifically for journalists. It was, it was specifically for investors. It was, it was to show off that stuff, and then we got to see it on the outside when everybody reported it in the magazines, right? You know, then opening it up to fans, and that was a great thing, but it was also a bad thing because of the way they did it. Yeah, you know, and you see what happened. Right. It started falling apart. It wasn't just the epidemic that happened. It's just it was already trending that it was way. Chaotic is really what it was. Right. And uh, and hopefully Reed Pop will fix all that because they seem to be doing really good. You know, in Orlando, I'll tell you what, the Comic-Con there is rivaling New York City's uh, in size. Wow. From what I was told this past one. So um, they're talking about it, it was pro- possibly going to be bigger than New York City's. That's and that's big. So, and New that's Comic-Con is that's huge. a big thing to, to, to for them to say that, you know, and and with with EA as big as it is, and if they're already doing New York's Comic Cons and and I mean, what did what did you just mention earlier? The Star Wars celebration. Yeah, that's huge. That's massive, dude. Yeah. Right. So if if they can if they can do that, and there's no, I, I don't hear any any issues, any crying or anything like that. If they can pull that off. I think they can pull this off, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, it's funny. This is a this is an opportunity simply be simply because Reed Pops uh, has such a, a a history with doing these events that you could you could potentially see Sony return. You could see Nintendo return. You could see the big three there instead of doing their own thing because it's being handled no longer by the ESA, who unfortunately you know were incompetent they, they they just didn't do a good job and it, it 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 broke apart at the seams and now that it's being produced by reed pop who again like everyone on this panel including what dreadpool just said is known to produce massive sized events and get all of the best out of everyone that's attending so I, i'd love to see sony return i'd love to see nintendo return and we know that Microsoft is still a part of it. They have been, even when it was falling apart, they didn't leave like everyone else. So it's 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 something to get excited. But listen, folks, I, I want to transition to the next topic because my God, folks, look, I I I, I it, it's I'm a I'm a gamer, right? I get excited for games like everybody else. But holy H, did you folks see that Robocop trailer? Well, <laughs> if you didn't. I'm going to play it for you right now because, wow. I, I Listen, I'm old, so I saw RoboCop in the theaters. But RoboCop Rogue City gameplay that they showed yesterday, completely out of left field, looks amazing. So here it is. I'm going to play it for you right now. In local news, a new crime wave that is sweeping Detroit has already claimed the lives of 21 police officers. Disturbance? I'm a big fan. That. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, something with the uh, the stream. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe because the, the the file was too big. Uh, but listen, let's let let's talk RoboCop. Uh, and I'll see if I can get the footage rolling. Uh, Mav, this came out of nowhere. It looks absolutely astounding. It's a first person shooter. I saw a lot of people wanting wanting third person, and that's fine. I hear you. But I thought the game looked absolutely astounding what, what what are your thoughts on what they showed for robocop rogue city releasing i believe it's holiday june of next year 
Yeah, third person, screw that. I want to be RoboCop. I want to look <laughs> through that visor. I want to... I mean, they got everything, like, perfect on this, man. Like, it just screams... Can I, can I say badass? It screams badass. Yes, you I mean, can say yes. badass. It absolutely is badass. It was, it was oh. badass, dude. I, I, it's maybe it's not going to have, like, the most amazing graphics in the world. I mean, it's pretty dang good, though. Um, it's not going to have, you know, have the biggest budget in the world, but, man. But can, they, can, we, oh. can, we, can we stress the fact that Peter Weller... Yes. Has returned the original RoboCop to mm-hmm. voice the character. Hell, the, freaking the yeah! The face, the voice, you know, like it, the the sounds. If you're listening to it, it's just like straight from the uh, from the movie. And if you liked RoboCop growing up, I, like this is like a dream come true type game to just just to check it out. Now I gotta play it obviously first. So I mean, maybe it, maybe it plays like crap. I don't know. But right now, I am super excited for it because they've shown me. Uh, plenty to get my uh, hype up for sure. I, I'm I'm excited. Um, do they give a release date? I, I, I believe that. they 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 release window of June of 2023. Okay, so a year wait. It'll be a it'll be a rough year wait, you know. But I <laughs> I, I think I can make it through. Yeah, I will be playing the heck out of this and checking it out for sure. Um, it not many games can stay true to their like the license you know it, it, we used to get all these really crappy licensed games back yes. in the day you know <laughs> and we're getting some awesome ones now you know um from a bunch of different genres and stuff but i mean this is going like a traditional first person shooter but in a way that screams authenticity to robocop so yep. i am super happy for it man i can't wait Listen, all I know is they better have that guy. You you can I'll buy that for a dollar in this game. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to riot. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be insane. I, the gore, gore and blood and guts and and language and just it, everything. It, I want I want it to be like a hardcore uh, game. It looks like it's what it's going to be. Yeah, it, it does. Based on the trail, it does. It does look like it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously. Uh, this was a big announcement. I, I I can't believe that it didn't come out during E3. Uh, I can't believe this it, stealth drop. And what's what's bananas is that apparently this was announced two years ago. I don't even remember this. To be honest with you, uh, the dev the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the dev team is a small team. What did you think about the, the about RoboCop being announced yesterday? And did you get a chance to look at the trailer? I did. Um, one word: iconic. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Peter Weller. I mean, he, they did it right. I mean, it's just, it's insane uh, that they, uh, they're they pulling this off. And, you know, if one thing I'll say, and I know it's a small team, if you guys aren't ready, don't put it out. That's all exactly. I got to say. Yep, you know, right. you got a year. If you're that confident in it, go for it. But, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, it, one advantage it has is first person. So I think I think it may, cleans the, the mechanics are going to be on point. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, there's so many games that have uh, kind of went through those trials and tribulations from first person view. So, you know, you, you have plenty to work with there. So I think, you know, you just you did it. it the humor's there. I could I could see it all in that little trailer. And, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's got to play well. So that's what it comes down to. And you're right. And and to give everyone an update of who is actually making this game and 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 when they uh, what they've done in the past, uh, uh, the game is being developed by Polish developer. Their name is Tyon T Y O N, 
and they're best known for creating the Terminator Resistance game and Rambo the video game, which I don't remember Rambo the video game, to be honest with you. Maybe I missed it. I did 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement, uh, the Terminator Resistance. That game was I, I i quite enjoyed it it was like a like an rpg with terminator i it was i again is it triple a no was it fun as, as h absolutely so they are making it and the game looks good i mean and i agree with uh crispy here uh if anyone from tyon or tayon is listening just take as much time as you want to get this thing right because i i I think the world needs a RoboCop game. And the fact that we're getting one with, of course, Peter Weller returning to reprise his role as RoboCop. Oh, my God. I think this is very, very exciting. Uh, and again, I just can just uh, just confirming it launches next June. No specific date. They simply just said June of 2023. Uh, let's let's get Fuzzy's opinion on us. Oh, we got Kay Asante jumping into the uh, into mm-hmm. here. What's going on, Kay? I don't know how you know Fuzzy. I, I mean, uh, before I get to you, let's mm-hmm. get Kay into the conversation only because I don't know how long he has. Thank What's you, up, you. brother? How you feeling? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. I heard I heard the news, and I hate I came here just to say I'd buy that for a dollar. Ah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Uh, listen, you got a chance because uh, I dropped it into the DM. You're an old old school cat like myself. Uh, Peter Weller reprising the role of RoboCop. The game, it, even where it is now, looks really really good. Uh, Ed, you know, Ed Two Hundred Nine is coming back to fight RoboCop again. Mm-hmm. This is this is a love letter to the film and franchise. What are your thoughts, bro? I wa- okay. I'm an old school cat, but I I was way too young to be watching that movie. It was way too traumatic, <laughs> it's incredibly it, gory. It, it, it has shaped my my existence ever since. I was single single digits when I watched that film, and that was a detriment to my life. And I will always, always love it for that reason. That is the, <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. I like love it. it, it solidifies the '80s for me. And the fact that Peter Weller is getting a chance to reprise his role to me—that is just, you know, Chef's kiss. It's amazing. Like now, I look at my kids, and I'm like, would I let them watch that? Hell no. That is just so bad. But it's amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait to play this. I hope it is very much in the spirit of of the original you know it just as gory and just as inappropriate and just you know all the the references and everything that we 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 you know we've come to 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 idolize about that franchise it it is i'm super super excited and i'm actually excited because of the developer doing it cuz this game would I, I, in my humble opinion this game would not work as a big triple a thing it needs to stay in that double a tongue in cheek weird kind of space which is exactly yeah. where it seems to be you know, they, they even took the likeness of the face and everything else. It's almost like you're playing the movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. usually playing movie tie-ins, you're just kind of like, oh, whatever. But the movie is so far removed that it, it's it's developed this wonderful following that re-going going through those steps again. Oh, I can't, I cannot wait, bro. I cannot wait. I, I was hoping that this would be kind of a surprise drop for 2022. Yeah, I hear that it, it may not be so, but still, I, I'm excited. I'm super, super excited, you know. They, they couldn't have done this better, in my humble opinion. Yeah, no, everyone, I, I, every, everything I've wanted to be in here is in here, including the voice actor. Oh, I, I'm there. I'm there, hundred percent. And and like I said, you know, for a small team, it's a very small Polish team. Mm-hmm. The game does look really good. Like it, like yep. I mean, okay, some of the animation 
you know, like when they when they show the uh, the the, uh, the gang member in the um, in the video booth room uh, where mm-hmm. where they're doing the news. You know, it, it, it's 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 not triple A budget, but RoboCop himself uh, and the game around him looks phenomenal. Like it looks Absolutely. really good. I just saw in the chat right now, the Deco is saying, and, and I think he, he solidifies it the perfect point. It is a B movie masterpiece. And I, I love completely it. agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad that you're here, folks. Before I bring uh, Fuzzy into the conversation, I really got to catch up with a lot of Super Chats, and it just blew my mind how many they're here. JD Gamer dropped a ton of Super Chats today. The first one of the day is $10, and he says the question really should be how many more times could we expect Xbox Series X and S to beat PlayStation 5 in weekly sales in Japan? What that means for Xbox overall success in Japan, 1 million sold to maybe more yeah actually jd we're going to get into that because that is the third topic of the show uh the close out the the, the the second half listen i understand once is a fluke twice maybe you know you got lucky third time maybe the gaming gods are smiling on your ass that day this is starting to become a trend and we're going to get into what microsoft just did uh which has completely shook the fabric of what what you can expect Microsoft to do uh, in that region of the East, uh, they're no longer considered a joke. I mean, I, I you know just just for shits and giggles, in the last three days, I've been counting how many times I've seen a lot of our Asian brothers and sisters who are gamers uh, putting out there on the socials that they got an Xbox Series X, that they got an Xbox Series S, that they're going to design these uh, to the design labs to design these incredible looking controllers uh seven the first day six the, the next day and, and and uh seven the day after that and that's just my feed so i know that if you are into social media like i am and you keep your ear to twitter you have been seeing this this is this is this is not a a, a fluke microsoft is making a footprint for themselves in that region and and that's that's thanks to the you know to the tenacity of you know sarah bond and 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 aaron greenberg and specifically phil spencer who's been going back and forth to japan for years to fortify these relationships but boom i was told that that's the only reason why is because you know that there are no playstations to buy there so yeah right yeah that's 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 the running thing came up with twelve thousand playstations they got a huge problem yeah (laughs) i mean i I absolutely 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 agree uh bunty who's uh, been a uh, a big supporter of the channel for 14 months uh, he says, "Good morning, booming panel. Enough, uh, enough respect to everyone, and God bless. Indeed, God bless you. And of course, thank you for being here and supporting the channel." JD Gamer drops an additional two dollars super chat. Says, "Hello, panel. Hit the like button, folks, and thank you for that, JD. And JD has also been a very big supporter of Double Barrel Gaming since its inception many, many years ago. He drops, let's see, three more super chats of five dollars each. The first one is." This is honestly my dream, and I and what I complained about uh, and what I campaigned for a pack slash e three amalgamation with all of the pop and uh, and certain circumstance of e three would uh, with the benefits of the community of packs. Yeah, see that's the thing with packs. If you've never been to a pack seats, I've been to four. It is a fans show. Like it is such a fans show. Like regardless of whether you are a content creator or just going there for the wares, 
everyone is treated so well and, and everything is so accessible. It, it, uh, it, unlike a lot of the stuff that e, the ESA was doing with E3, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the, what what uh, what they do now that they're in charge of production duties when it comes to E3. His second $5 Super Chat is, let's just admit it that E3 is a dominant gaming event because even when it doesn't show up at the time in June, it's associated with the name E3 is back, indeed. And another another Super Chat, well, he's been quite a few Super Chats, wow. Um, he says, I think Jeff will get some Sony exclusive next year, but lose most of other major publishers as they defect back to Repop uh, to run E3 for the win. And I think you're onto something with that. I would even dare say, JD Gamer, that, and I said this before and I'll say it again, I, I think there's a good shot that Sony and at least Nintendo comes back because of who's producing it. Uh, JD Gamer drops uh, another five dollar super chat and says, "We wanted this. I wanted this. We are all sold. Uh, all, we we all said E three should take some notes from PAX, and now they will be run by Repop. Well, I think this is a winning formula." And he drops an additional ten dollar super chat. Actually, uh, let's see, two more uh, ten dollar super chats. Wow, dude! Thank you for the incredible generosity. He says, "What happens after next year when E three comes back?" with a banging success if Repop then moves to the next logical step and begins their own award show. Holy shit, dude. I didn't even think about that. Man, that would push Jeff into a corner. Uh, and that's, that's wow, dude. That is something. And if they do see success with E3, I wouldn't be surprised if the producers of Repop did say, let's take on Jeff Keighley. At that point, maybe Jeff has to, you know, tuck the tail between the leg and uh, and go kiss the ring, so to speak. And his last $10 Super Chat says, I think the next logical step for Jeff, uh, 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 the next logical step is what Jeff is afraid of. So no more Sony Game Awards show, but an actual industry-wide Game Awards show with transparency and panels making decisions about nominees. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Facts. Facts. That is, that is the comment of the year. Uh, and we still have, we still have four, five months left of the year. Best comment I've heard. It is the most truthful comment I've ever read live on the air. And JD Gamer, um, uh, honored that you that you you blessed me with so much of your monies uh, in super chats. But that is the comment of the year, and I would love to see that happen because, quite frankly, you know when we call the Game Awards, uh, you know we say it jokingly, or uh, you know, uh, or facetiously, uh, the Keeleys. And a lot of people call it the Sony Awards, and a lot of people feel that way. And it's that I, and I think JD Gamer just completely knocked it out of the park with that one, uh, Fuzzy. <laughs> That one deserves a. There you go. Yeah. I, love it. Yeah, right. I love it. I love the crack sound right on the air. That's that was the comment of the year. Uh, absolutely. But let's let let let's reel it back in. Let's talk about RoboCop. Uh, you're an old school cat like us. Uh, mm -hmm. where, where where does this 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 announcement levy for you as a gamer? But more importantly, as a fan of the actual RoboCop, that they got Peter Weller to come back. That is freaking amazing. That that was like the the thing to seal the deal for the most part. Getting him to to voice the uh, the the main character and stuff, I think that that solidifies it as being a a true to form type of you know recreation in a video game. But like when I saw they had like some sort of like 
they did almost like a Metro <laughs> type of deal a few years ago where they just showed the title. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we could probably expect that in 2025 because, you know, it's a smaller team. I figure they're going to be out, you know, at least five years or so. Because I think that that it was 2020 or so when they showed like just the title. I'm like, uh, we're probably not going to hear about this for a while. And by the time we do, we've we would have forgotten that they even announced anything. And to see that it's coming possibly next year is is got my my hype levels to beyond the roof or through the ceiling type of deal. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad they showed the animation of him getting his his sidearm out of his leg. I'm glad they showed the Ed 209 out there as well because I'm like, you got to have something that's at least going to make you want to hide behind cover, you know you know shooting a lot of bullets back at you type of deal but uh yeah i i can't wait to play it after seeing the trailer there's a lot of like little little things that i noticed like the blood spray and all that stuff yeah i know that it sounds weird like oh yeah you see the enemy's heads explode or whatever yeah no it, it it's it's true to form for like what you saw in the well, movie well it's it, it's what Ro- robocop is a b can't be kind of a movie i mm-hmm. mean i mean remember how they killed him to be when he became robocop he stood yeah. there and they just they just blew off his fingers his arms he's, he's screaming and his, and it, and it was just a complete 5 minute gore fest of them mm-hmm. just laughing as they're cutting him to pieces yeah <laughs> so it 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 fits with the movie it, fit, it it looks like it's going to translate perfectly into that game and i i just can't wait for it i mean yeah i know it sounds a, a little little morbid i guess you could say as far as the things that i'm looking forward to in the game no, but, but it's, that's it's, what the movie it's a was game dude <laughs> exactly. it's a game it's a movie turned into a game the like i said the original movie is incredibly gory yeah it, it stained the childhood of Asante. he just said that live <laughs> on the air <laughs> it, it kind of did the same for me but it, it, it was like in the it was like in a good way because it's like all right the good guy wins at the end type of thing but it, it, it's like it it is the epitome of the 80s movie and i'm all there for it i can't man. wait man I yeah P- wait. please 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 just tell me that towards the end of this game he takes off his helmet and starts calling himself murphy oh that'd be fun. oh yeah 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 and listen <laughs> th- 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 i wouldn't be surprised look Look, all I know is that um, I can't wait to hear "Dead or Alive." You're coming with me. I I, yeah. I, just, I cannot wait. And you know they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna play it up real good, uh, like they should. A hundred percent. Let's uh, let's let's get Web Dave's opinion on it. Uh, again, you are uh, you know in the same age group where a lot of us are, and you probably remember RoboCop uh, exclusively being a gory thing. Where does this sit for you as as what we know is coming in 2023? 2023 is going to be a banger of a year, as the kids say. And this just adds more whipped cream to this delicious banana bolt sundae that they're building for games. Better alive. You are coming with me. I yes. love it. There you go. <laughs> yes. I uh, <laughs> love it. it uh, dude, it's um, – I can't tell you how, how awesome this is. Um, I mean, I even played the old – 16-bit <laughs> RoboCop game, and that was fun. Do you remember RoboCop be... versus Terminator for the yeah, NES? Yeah. And it came in that big uh, black, uh, thick plastic. Oh my, it was awesome. Yeah, this uh, this was going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, there's a really good documentary if anybody gets a chance to watch it. I think it's available actually on YouTube of uh, of RoboCop uh, the making. I mean, it was they had to do a lot to get through the uh, to get uh, not get an NC17 rating. Uh, you know, to get actually actually get it uh, in released into theaters. That's um, crazy because it was so so gory. <laughs> and, and we're talking like just little things that they had to take out, uh, and you know certain scenes where they cut them just a little short, just enough 
to get to get it past the ratings board at the time. But yeah, it's a uh, man, it's a it's a rite of passage. I mean, come on, you got to have your kids watch that Casante. Come on, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it made you the man you are today, sir. Indeed, indeed. Maybe when when wifey's off on vacation for a weekend or something, I'll be like, this will be our little secret. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, don't feel bad. I have to do that too with my kid and my wife. Uh, exactly. She's out. It's like uh, what was it? The 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 fox and hound. She wasn't allowed to watch that. And I was like, "Oops! Don't tell your mother." <laughs> don't tell mom. I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch Old Yeller. I'm just saying. But you know, uh, but yeah, no, dude. I'm I'm very excited for this. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough. I got to meet Peter Weller at uh, oh, convention. Awesome, here. dude. Yeah, it was actually here in Owensboro. He actually was in town to do a convention. Um, uh, small little convention, movie convention here, and, and they actually played. Um, uh, what was it, um, Buckaroo Banzai? Where he oh, he, wow. he, he talked before it and everything, and, and signed autographs. Man, he is so nice. And uh, but yeah, it, uh, that he's coming back to actually do the voice. I mean, you really couldn't have anybody else do it. Even the remake they did was okay, but it's nothing like the original. The original yeah, the remake was was was, uh, is, was I'll say it. It was terrible. I I I, I got excited, but now I was like, hey, there's uh, some things you can't remake. The practical and, effects were amazing. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. But you know, I I, I kind of like the campy B stuff. You know, exactly, exactly. The humor, yeah. the, the everything about it was was perfect. The remake was was nothing compared to the original. And this looks yeah. like this has the uh, the beating heart of the original in the game. So if, yeah. that's, if it does this, if it even comes to fifty percent of what our expectations are, it's going to be a great game to play. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it it has skyrocketed to my most anticipated game in 2023. And again, I know that there's a lot of stuff, you know, the stuff coming from Sony, the stuff coming from Nintendo, obviously Breath of the Wild 2, uh, you know, you have uh, Redfall, you have Starfield, there's, there's plenty of stuff to get excited about. But if there's one game that completely floored me at its announcement was what happened yesterday, um, and uh, I, 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 like I said, I, I think they're really dotting all the I's and crossing the T's, uh, just based on the trailer. And it's, it's, you saw it, I didn't get a chance to play it, uh, but it's only a minute and 38 seconds. But in that, you know, under two minute trailer, it just gave off such a, uh, an old school vibe mm -hmm. of the film. And that's very hard to do to translate to a video because, you know, sometimes trailers, they, they could ruin it for you. And you have to wait for the final product. This this got me very very excited. Uh, I I can't wait to see what the final product is going to be. Uh, I hope that they make a collector's edition where I can get like a statue of RoboCop or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that's uh, again rocketed to the uh, to the forefront of my most anticipated game of 2023. But folks, as as we transition to another big talking point. Just got to thank a couple of people here who dropped Super Chats. Uh, we have one from Drawn TJ, good, generous friend of the program. He drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, good morning, guys, and good morning to you. We also have one from, let's see this, Sith Lord, another generous friend of the program. He drops a $2 Super Chat and says, do you think Xbox will have a bigger presence at the Tokyo Game Show? I do. I think they're going to have a very big presence there because it's a region that they are really trying to uh you know i mean notoriously they have failed there for years and um we're actually going to get into that particular topic right now as a matter of fact 
Uh, we also have Jordan TJ drops an additional five dollars. Super chat and says the the Nacon event was awesome. Best generation of gaming and Spartan Ghost underscore one uh, seventeen drops a two pound super chat and says Jason Schreier is still crying <laughs> about the Mac, my Microsoft Activision deal. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin this podcast by mentioning that rat's name, uh, other than just reading the super chat. F. <laughs> that dude okay i'm gonna tell you that right now that guy is uh listen he is who he is end of story but folks we've been talking up microsoft we've been talking up japan well yesterday we got word from um several people in the in the gaming community where uh, we got some numbers folks and the first one comes from astal of twitter um, and uh, he he actually posted the actual numbers for sales this week for Xbox Series X and Series S in Japan. And here's what's bananas. Uh, the Xbox Series uh, um, X in Japan this week sold nearly 10,000 units, 9,756 to be exact, totaling. The amount since it launched in Japan at 123,620. Now, the Series S, which actually sold significantly less, and I'm actually surprised, sold 2,774 for a total of 136,884. Now, why this is important and why it's a, it's, it's a significant conversation that I want to have with everyone on this panel and the 300 people here in the chat is that Microsoft's has a traditionally not been a part of the conversation when it came to gaming. They weren't even a blip on the map. And now we're seeing, we're starting to see, and we have been seeing for months now that they have now put a thumbprint into that region of the world. And it's a lot to do with the console sales. It's a lot to do with the fact that you can play Xbox anywhere, specifically on your phone, which we know that Japan is a very mobile-centric gaming type of, of, of situation over there. Well, another tweet came, and this is pretty interesting, folks. Microsoft has officially been around for 22 years, right? 22 years of Xbox. In 22 years not counting what they've done with the Series X and the S, they have sold lifetime 250,000 units, which is nothing. And think about that for a second. That's the OG Xbox, that's the Xbox 360, and that's the Xbox One. That's three three generations of consoles sold 250,000 lifetime. Well, they have officially surpassed that since since the X and the S launched in Japan, and they're currently sitting as of today, two hundred and sixty thousand five hundred and four units sold. They have surpassed lifetime sales of all three generations with the Series X and the S. That is a monster achievement. It is a big deal. It's worthy of a conversation. Kaysante, let's get your opinion on this. How big of a deal is this? For Microsoft's path to continue success in Japan. Oh, I think it's very important. Uh, you know, I think it's very, very important. Uh, I've been, you know, and, and shout out to the man, Mr. Everborn Saga. He and I have been, have been having these kind of conversations about their 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 uh, uh, thoughts and 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 wanting to to reach out to the Japanese audience and get Japanese developers involved 
you know, we, we have this conversation pretty frequently, as you see, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Microsoft themselves, Xbox themselves just refuses to, to give numbers now because, you know, it always tended to look really, really terrible in their favor. But as, as you can see now, the numbers are, are still changing. I've always, I've always been under the impression that at some point, you need to just stop focusing and pandering. I, I, I say it's pandering. Like you need to yeah. stop pandering to that audience because it, it becomes this, this pervasive narrative that, oh, they keep wanting them and, oh, nobody wants them back, right? So it looks like they just went, you know what? We'll focus on just making quality stuff, making the hardware look good. Yeah, they're still targeting them. I know they are. You know, the Series S is clearly geared towards that that audience, right? And and obviously all the other services that they're offering as well, uh, as far as Game Pass and all that, uh, and the cloud aspects of it, it is geared towards an audience that is mainly mobile focused, that just wants to take their stuff on the go, not necessarily have to plunk, plunk a big big device in front of a TV, you know, and they're just moving forward in that direction, right? And I knew that eventually, as the, as the world and as the economies are, uh, as our economies are all linked together, at some point, the Japanese audience will see, and, and, and developers alike, will see that, hey, there's a large group of folks here, right? And look at what Riot, look at the deal with Riot Games. They, it is going to be undeniable that, that, uh, the, that the, the Xbox slash the Game Pass platform is a necessity in order to, to succeed in that world. Because Riot Games has huge numbers in Japan, like huge numbers in the East in general, right? I think on last check, I think uh, uh, their mobile game is 130,000, 130 million subscribers a month. Yeah, and it's that's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. Right? So now that you hear, hey, Xbox has this deal with them, and now you're going to be able to get all those, uh, um, you'll be able to play that game from uh, from uh, Game Pass. And oh, by the way, those characters that was almost a grand to get together come included. Like, I, c- I can expect to see those numbers. Girl. They're insta unlocked. It, it, it's, that's right. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can, I'm, I am not surprised at all. Now, what I would like to know. What I would really like to know is how it breaks down as far as Game Pass subscribers that are solely Game Pass focused in the East. Meaning, you know, uh, you subscribe to Game Pass, you use it on your device that is not an Xbox, and you just move forward. Like initially, like and and those of us, those of us in in the states and those of us on the West in the West with not so great internet go, eh, it's a feature, not the main deal, right? We always say that, oh, it's good that it's a feature because obviously Stadia didn't succeed in that. But myself and now, and, and I will out him because he's been a fraud for a while, Mr. Everborn Saga, who now has a Steam Deck, <laughs> has started playing his xCloud via cloud on the Steam Deck. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a believer now. There's a world where you can just subscribe to Game Pass, have a solid device that's able to stream your stuff to your screen, and you will be happy, happy, happy. I was playing uh, AC, AC Origins for hours, even though I could have played it natively through Steam Deck, cloud native, uh, cloud uh, stream. And it's Perfection. So imagine being in an environment where internet is ubiquitous, connection stability is not an issue. You don't need the box. You can just subscribe and be good. And I honestly think that because of all that goodwill that's bubbling up and all of that adhering to what those fans in the East want, that's what's seeing these numbers grow. Because it's all about it's all about uh, uh, convenience, right? Just because you have uh, just because you you have uh, uh, Netflix doesn't mean you never buy a DVD, right? You still buy your, your your movies of choice, but once you join that ecosystem and you understand the convenience of it, then you start adding more accessories. Then you start becoming a fan. Then you start going, hey, I don't need this extra controller, but that thing looks cool, so I'm going to buy it. 
I don't yeah. need the Series S because I have it on my on my phone. But you know what? It's small enough. I can put it in the house. It's not even that expensive. I'll buy into that as well. So as it as we're going on, and as they they, they start uh, 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 putting games out that that the, those folks also really see and adhere to, you know, you'll see these numbers grow even further. That's not to discount uh, Sony by any chance, because you know they rule the roost for a reason, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to see this happen because it one sided always let, lets them rest on their laurels a little bit. But now we see the numbers are growing. We see that they're they're aggressive in that space, and that will only cause playstation to also be aggressive and that work best in our favor because then games start coming out for everybody right and we all start enjoying these kind of things so I, i'm i'm really excited to see that this is happening one bit of th- one bit of uh, smoke that i will give microsoft on this is yeah i hear you when you say we're no longer going to talk about sales numbers but then when the sale numbers are in your favor you have aaron greenberg out there going thank you everybody for buying yeah either yeah. you support it or you don't and if you are just put the numbers out and just be done with it already. Yeah, right? I agree. Don't sit and, you know, there you know, and wait till the numbers look good, and then you got to go see. We are doing it. Like, yeah, and you know, speaking of, of numbers, I I, I got to apologize. I actually got it wrong. I read the report wrong. Microsoft okay. has sold more than two hundred and fifty thousand consoles. Uh, I, I, again, uh, mm-hmm. I have the notes in front of me, and I I jumbled it. So just a big apologize mm-hmm. to get it out there. They've sold millions of Xboxes. I read the report wrong. What they were yeah, reporting. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe 360 still outdoes it. Yes. 360 well, right. is like yeah. at 1.6 Six. something. Six. I think it's 1.66 million. I, I just pulled it up. So, yeah. So, folks, listen, don't yeah. come for the torches and the pitchforks. Oh, no. I got yeah. it wrong. It's fine. Um, it's fine. And and if I'm not mistaken, the reason the 360 was so huge was because they had Dead or Alive on there. They, they had, had a bunch Blue of Dragon. They had Blue Lost Dra- Odyssey. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So taking that into consideration, and they don't have that same level of hey, we we have games for you now. Yes. Imagine when they start having games yes. for you now. We we will yeah. see. I I will predict now we will see ultimately this series generation outshine the 360, which is a big number. Well, currently, uh, the their lifetime sales before this week were at 250,000 uh, of the Xbox Series X and S. And now, mm-hmm. it, after after this week's sales, it's at 260,504. Mm-hmm. So, again, apologies for the, the me, me the, the host of the show, reading it wrong. I apologize for that. Um, but here's the thing. K. Asante just really brought up an amazing point. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, are, are into like the Bing uh, uh, rewards that you get, the Microsoft mm. rewards. Oh, 100%. Uh, I am, I'm huge into it. I, I've probably got about over $100 worth of, of points just playing games and answering quizzes and stuff. But suspiciously, though, I think about maybe, I think it was last month. I don't know if any, any, anyone remembers this. Uh, one of the, the, the uh, rewards for the 10 points for answering a question was, which game would you want to see come back to Xbox? And they picked there was the two choices were Lost Odyssey mm-hmm. and Blue Dragon. Now, of course, I think it was like 83% said Lost Odyssey because everyone that game is if you've never played it, it's freaking phenomenal. Um, what what a great JRPG. If that comes back, and and we talked about this yesterday with Asa. He's a big fan of it. He'd love to see it come back. I would love to see that team do a Final Fantasy VII type remake of Lost Odyssey. Oh my God, that would be absolutely amazing. But um, Mav, let's get your opinion on this. Um, look, 
the sales numbers speak for themselves. Uh, 200 and 260 plus thousand units sold since it's since it launched in Japan. Uh, and this is this is on the heels of no AAA bombs, no bangers, as the kids saying. Uh, we ju- they just announced that Persona is finally coming to the platform. Uh, no, now again, Yakuza came and that did really well for 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 Sega. Uh, that shocked a lot of people how many how many how many gamers quite enjoyed that series. Uh, two of those titles just got back into Xbox Game Pass this week. Um, the Riot deal is going to be a big deal for sure. Uh, how 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 important is this small success for Microsoft's uh, you know uh, march into the East? Yeah, it's still got a long way to go to catch up with Sony. There, you know, oh, I, I don't know if they yeah. ever will. Yeah, I mean, but that being said, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that they are finding a fan base there again um of any size to be honest with you i mean it's been a while right it's been since the 360 days where they had uh done pretty well you know in in japan uh still at the time not close to the competition there however it was enough to bring more games right more from those creators over there because there was more of an interest and i think for the most part it's about the games for me like it, it the sales numbers like okay if they do really really well there they're gonna get like 1.6 million like they did with the 360 right over there 2 million and that'd be amazing so grand scheme of things is that a huge thing compared to their uh overall sales numbers what they're hoping for this generation no it's just a it's a very small slice yeah but what it does for the culture of the of the games and for the game development is extremely important it's it's why Japan is such a uh, important part of the puzzle for all of these games is because there's so much creative development talent there, and unless you get the actual people involved, it's going it's going to be hard to get the creative talent there interested as well. You know what I mean? So it's it's one thing like well nobody here and imagine if like nobody in the in the states cared about Xbox, right? Like the only people here cared about Sony or cared about these other things. It would be harder to get these devs to make games for Xbox. Right. And the same thing goes for there. Like you want, you want to have a po- enough of a popular brand that's growing and showing health to get people interested in creating products. And they've done that way better uh, this generation than they did last. Last was just a complete flop there. Um, as in a complete abandonment of the market. And it goes beyond just the consoles. Now you got, them setting up more for marketing you got them setting up more for reaching out to the communities and doing uh i think like xbox wire just launched in japan yeah they they they, they right. launched last month xbox uh wire um, japan yep doing a lot of that stuff and then, then it comes down to the investment in the games and they what did we get at this last showcase right we had a huge uh, japanese presence at the showcase now right so it's all hand in hand so you come out with the products, you come out with the brand, you come out with the vision, you come out with something that you feel like can grow there. You have xCloud, you have Game Pass, you have a Series S, which is uh, extremely popular everywhere right now. Um, and you now you get the games, like a game like Naraka Blade Point that is uh, actually doing really, really well on Xbox, right? Yep. Launching Game Pass. So you can be able to play that game in the cloud, you can play that game on your console, on PC, or, or wherever, and uh, it, you get it with with game pass and um you get kojima coming now you got uh more and more announcements and i think that's just going to grow over time 
uh, they're making it a focal point. They they haven't given up on Japan. They and I think for me it makes things more exciting because I get some of these games that used to skip Xbox, yep. right? Um, I get games like Diofield Chronicles coming from Square Enix soon, right? That may, maybe that would have skipped Xbox before. I'm not sure, you know. But like, it's interesting uh, to see this resurgence of Japanese interest into the brand, and I think we all win for it, especially if you like different. If you like a lot of variety in your gaming, if you like different things, if you like if you like anime, or if you like these JRPGs, or you like uh, things like Yakuza, right, or the or Judgment stuff like that it's it's all a big win and now atlas coming on board as well yeah that's that's, uh, that's gonna be food. a huge yeah. deal right um so it's big to and you can't also discount things like not even within the actual console sales right but you have things like uh right the right games deal right with like um i think that's like league of legends and all those games right or are, are part of that yeah, and that's big in the Asian territories as well, right? So, it's more than just about console sales. It's about the whole brand and, and marketing and, and getting people involved in the ecosystem. And I think what's even would be more interesting is if I, we knew how many Game Pass subscribers there were in Japan. Like, I really want to know those numbers, right? Because maybe they, that's something that's that they announced after the yeah the the Riot deal is supposed to happen this fall, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, console sales, which are still a part of the conversation, they're important. They're not a focal point for Microsoft because they want you in Game Pass. That's their that's their bread and butter. Um, I think that maybe we hear something because you have to imagine, if you just look at the Japanese audience, 10, 15 years ago, people used to wait online for two days for consoles. That's not the case anymore. They have moved to cafes and laptops and, uh, and and mobile gaming. That that's their shtick, right? That it has been that way for the last couple of years. One of the big games in that region of the world is League of Legends. Uh, many of their mobile games. Again, Kaysante said it eloquently before. It's almost a thousand dollars to get all the characters. Like right now, like if I'm new to the game and I want to get every character, it's a grant. The minute this deal happens, and it's going to be why it's going to be worldwide when it launches, you're going to be able to get all of those all those characters by by just paying your fifteen dollars a month, and I think that that alone, I mean, just look at the numbers. I think Kaysante said it was like a hundred and something, a hundred and fifty plus million people per month. One thirty, a hundred and thirty million uh, subscribers per month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so active what, what, users, active users per month. So mm-hmm. again. If you want to really downplay this, and I know there's people going to be in the chat and be like, well, just a second, boom, no one's going and to And that's literally up. one game of, I think, four games that they have. That's one yeah. of four. One mobile yeah. game. Yeah. That's one of four. So just imagine this for a second. If, we, if you want to lowball this as possible, as much as you can, you can turn around and say if 5% of those 130 million people jump onto xbox game pass because they're fans of this one out of four games that they have they're going to get another 10 15 000 potentially in one swoop well what drives what drives people to subscribe to services for me for gaming services it's savings right and value yeah value. more, than, more yep. than anything else like i i'm not going to subscribe to something if it's like necessarily just an add-on 
that I have to get maybe some more things that I was never really interested in to begin with. But if I was going to buy something, but now because I'm subscribed to it, I get it for cheaper because I'm part of the service. That's where I see the value in. Now, if I'm a huge fan of those games, then I see value in that because you can, okay, like one, like a lot of these free to play games and, and these games that have like add on content, one piece of content is usually like 15 bucks. Yep. Right. Yeah. So if you do, all right, you can pay 15 bucks and one once a month. That's like a battle pass almost. You know Pretty what I much. mean? Yeah. And you get, but you get everything. You get everything that's come out for it. I mean, that's like an insane amount of value. And I, I just think that they hit the money on the head with that deal that they made. That was like astounding. And it kind of slipped under the radar you know, at, a lot of people weren't fact, talking about it, yeah, honestly, because it's yeah. not a big console thing. It's not coming to consoles. I wish it was coming to consoles. Maybe there's hope for it in the future. But um, that was one of the biggest moves that they had made, um, because even though it's not necessarily large in our community, right? If you look at the grander scope of things, it is bigger than what a lot of us play and what a lot of a lot of us are interested in as far as like the grand scheme of things, you know? And um, they made some huge moves that are going to be paying off not only here, but in Japan and other parts of the world as well. Because it's not just about Japan. It's about Europe, you know, and uh, other territories over there as well that they have neglected in the past. Right. So uh, they're making huge strides. And I think globally, the grand is the brand is doing way better than it than it has in a long time. They still got some room to go for sure. But they're they're uh, they're getting there now. And it's 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 amazing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fuzzy, uh, Crispy, let's get you in on the conversation, and I'll bring Fuzzy on the back end. Um, Crispy, this is, this is, we're starting to look. You build a house by starting a foundation, right? You don't, you don't build the roof first and then throw it on after everything is done. You got to start from the bottom up. Microsoft traditionally has done terrible in Japan. That's a fact, right? Even though I got the numbers wrong, which I apologize once again for the fact that they have a have a presence in the conversation in that region just based on what they have already released now you know persona's still not in there right uh you know the riot games deal doesn't happen until the fall you know we don't have we don't have any major announcements of japanese uh level exclusives like a like a, a blue dragon remake or a lost odyssey remake and they're still finding success in that region again when you compare it to what sony is doing and what nintendo was doing it is a very small number let's let, let let's not say that microsoft is going to come in and take over the scene they're not going to do that they're going to probably always be number three but they're still going to have a, a a seat at the table so to speak what are your thoughts on these updated numbers they're they're competing now i mean far cry from the xbox one generation that was pretty lackluster in itself. So on top of that, you know, I'm, there was no interest. Uh, there's interest now. So there's a start. Um, the numbers, I mean, you know, we'll see as, as some of these deals uh, start putting through. And, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, in general, seeing Kojima making a game oh, has wow. probably got them uh, a little bit uh, excited for that. So it's one of those things where, you know, I'm I'm – interested to see how this keeps going um the game pass numbers that's that's going to be an interesting thing 
you know, how many people are just subbing to it just to use their phone. I, I'm, I would be curious to find out that, you know, and one of those things where, you know, you do that for a while and then you say, ah, you know, I see this Series S just sitting here and let me grab it. I mean, I'm enjoying the uh, the value that I get with Game Pass and um, let me just continue to, you know, move forward with that. And uh, it, it just it's exciting to see because, you know, they really haven't done anything for years and now... It seems they are, they're taking um, Asian markets seriously. Yeah, you know, real quick, I got to do a quick shout out. Um, who was it that just said it? Ali in the chat says, uh, boom, dealer has uh, COVID. Give him a shout out. I didn't even know that. I just checked his Twitter. And yeah, he does. Uh, and what's, what's, uh, what's sad about that is he got COVID. But the fact that uh, it just goes to show you what kind of a person he is. He did primetime gaming on Monday on oh, what's I keep saying Monday on Wednesday night. It was a great show, and he was sick. He was like, "Yeah, pardon me that I I like I got a cold." Turns yeah, out I, that I could, we could tell something. I I, what, I didn't say anything, but it was like the cough was a little suspicious. I'm I hope he feels better. You know. Yeah, yeah. So and, big yeah. shout out to uh, Dealer Gaming. Get, yeah. get over to his Twitter at Dealer underscore Gaming and give him a shout out and best wishes as well. Yeah, see, COVID's still a thing, folks. It's actually still a thing, and people are getting affected. That's why you got to cross your eyes and dot your T's. At least that's what that's, I'm doing. That's why we got to remember to be respectful to each other because yep. of things. We can't yet again go attacking. You know, we, we need to be welcoming. We need to be, um, I don't know, uh, patient. Yeah, patient. Man. How about how about just be a decent human being? How about exactly. That? Cool. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, best wishes to... Uh, the dealer on getting healthy fast yeah yeah hopefully he doesn't have any complications hopefully that you know if he's boosted up and he's and and, and everything that he's going to have uh you know he's not going to have too much of a tough time uh because obviously he's an important part of this community we want to see him come back and be as 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 good as we know that he can be fuzzy let's get your opinion on this brother uh mm -hmm. japan numbers again um, you know, they, they just crossed 260 lifetimes, 260,000 lifetime sales of the Xbox series X and S. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like I said, there are numbers. If you compare to the PlayStation five, what they've sold there and specifically the switch very minuscule. Yeah. But I think that when you look at traditionally what they've done, it hasn't been as, magnanimous as, as, as this is proving out to be and and like i said we, we know thanks to sarah bond who said this i think it was last year they have partnered up with 200 uh developers in japan meaning that there are people that want to make content for this box um and uh we're starting to see a lot of those trips that we heard phil spencer go to and spend his time in japan now come to fruition how big of a deal is this for their plans, their future plans on being a part of the conversation in that region of the world? Well, it's it's a great foundation that they're building over there. Like for the most part, Sony is still doing and they're going to continue to do well there. That yeah, is sure their home turf. That's their home turf. That's right. But they've, they've taken some of the focus and shifted more to like uh, Europe or, or the Europe region as far as like their their main marketing push as well as the u.s so uh, it, it gives xbox that that window of opportunity to to you know grow their brand there and i think the the biggest thing is if you look at last generation with the xbox one versus now i i'm pretty sure they've kind of doubled what the lifetime of what the xbox one did 
in just like the first two years of the series uh, console. So they're already off to a, a great start. And if everything keeps up on at this pace, I would say they, they stand a chance of matching or possibly even exceeding what the, the 360 did over there. And that translates or hopefully will translate to more games from that region, you know, making an appearance day and date on, on the Xbox platform. So I, 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 I don't want to, you know, pop the cork just yet as far as the overall. It is a very good sign as far as the performance that they're doing over there. But it, it's still going to be a long road. And this generation, hopefully, is going to be another long one as far as eight to ten years or so. But um, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's going to help bring more, I guess, notice or recognition from the developers over there to to look at this brand or this platform and say, you know what? There is a fan base here in my own, you know, backyard as well as across or, or throughout the world. So let's try this this RPG or JRPG, or let's try this new game that, yeah, we were probably only going to put it on, you know, the Switch, or we were probably only going to put it on PlayStation. Let's let's, uh, you know, look at Xbox as well and and see what the fans, you know, abroad think of our our product and and go from there. And I think it will will help deepen that relationship in that region. I mean. Given that, you know, was it cloud gaming in general, as far as Xbox, um, you know, cloud streaming and stuff fits that region a, a good bit better, possibly than it does here in the States, as far as the, the gaming habits of the, the uh, consumers out there. But I, I think in the grand scheme of things, this is a step in the right direction. And I look forward to it continuing and, and, you know, more people posting pictures of their, you know, uh, design lab controllers and, you know, unboxing their Series S or Series X and, and, you know, making more, I guess, you know, gaming friendships over there as well as, you know, more developers coming to our platform. It's, it's a win, 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 win. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have actually, and I'm going to read the correct numbers now, folks. Uh, this is coming from Tweak Town. Uh, they said Xbox consoles, uh, and this was reported uh, March 8th of 2022, Microsoft has uh, sold uh, only 2.3 million Xbox consoles in Japan over the last 20 years. The Xbox 360 is the only console to break the 1 million uh, number. Um, and that also comes, uh, that comes from the weekly from Mitsu. Uh, from Mitsu Wave, who, uh, who's very, very reputable in Japan. So just to give people the idea of, of how poorly they have done in Japan in their course of 20 years, seeing them cross 260,000 units in just the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, again, if they, if they continue to add games to Game Pass that those types of, uh, you know, that region of gamers enjoys, like JRPGs, and they partner with the right people, uh, it's 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 going to be a much brighter future for them. And again, are they going to take over Japan? No, they're they're never going to be out of third place. But the Riot Games deal certainly gives me hope that they're going to be a part of the conversation. JD Gamer drops two additional five dollars super chat and says this: What happens next year at TGS when Microsoft shows up with Sega as an acquisition or Koei to, uh, a Koei <laughs> Temco as a major partner? And five original JRPGs in development. That's that would be said. But he says something that's incredibly interesting. And I kind of wonder if this is something that has not been talked about enough. And, a, and it's a potential conversation. He says, I'm all for a Mist Walker acquisition. 
I need a Lost Odyssey 2 and Blue Dragon 2, more Eternal Sonata and Star Ocean on a side note. Uh, add enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yeah, I mean, Mist Walker, they haven't really been doing a lot. I think they have a mobile game. like mobile game games. Yeah, yeah the, the couple of mobile games that have come out. Um, and, you know, you've heard Phil Spencer specifically say publicly they would love to own a Japanese studio in that region of the world. And, and they do actually have one now through the Bethesda deal. Uh, but Mist Walker would be... That would be game-changing news for them. Um, let's see. Who, who's left on there? Web Dave, let's get your opinion on something. Then we'll get Dreadpool about this, uh, about this, um, you know, these numbers. Uh, Web Dave, are, are you encouraged? Uh, and, and does this does this success that Microsoft seeing, uh, is, is seeing in that region of the world, does this make them continue to push the envelope of making partner deals with games that traditionally skip the console? Yes, it's 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 a good thing uh, all around uh, that they are definitely on the uptick. Um, look, I'm going to be the one that's going to be taking the L on this uh, today, Ben, because I'm the one that sent you the story. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, mis- I misread it to to be honest with you. So so, but the encouraging thing about it is is basically what the article was saying was that the numbers were above and they continue to grow. It's yes. basically the gist of the article. Yeah, but uh, but you know, Microsoft has already. Um, you know, surpassed just the last generation, you know, with like, a, was it 120? Uh, it was terrible. The, the yeah. Xbox One sold so right. terrible. Exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. Awful. So, and if, if they're at, you know, over, you know, a quarter million now, you got to think that uh, there's definitely a good chance that this system can, can surpass their overall numbers all around with as much as they're growing. And I think that it's going to happen. I think that uh, they're on the right track. And I think that Microsoft you know, doubling down and, and, and refocusing in, in Japan is a key that's good for everybody. Not yeah. just because, you know, certain people out there that want it and other people say, oh, we don't need those. We do need them, folks. We, we need this because the more you get the um, Japanese developers involved and they see, oh, well, it's worth my time to do this. Yep. It's beneficial to us because overall, it makes the brand stronger by having the, to be honest with you, the diversity of programmers available from different people making these different games. And the stronger we are um, brand wise, uh, you know, universally, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to really help Xbox in the long run to maybe someday surpass Sony. That's, uh, you know, or that's at least for the every equal competitor. Yeah. So, yeah. no, no, good stuff. Listen, uh, Dreadpool. To be honest with you, uh, the talk of uh, of Xbox in Japan has been one that people have clowned on. Like, yeah, big deal. They they sold a, one console this week or whatever. But I think that the excla- exclamation point on this conversation that we're having today is Kojima. That Kojima signing is massive, and I think that there are a lot of gamers, a lot of people. You know, there there are several people on my panels. Like, they think that Kojima is extremely overrated. I would disagree because I really do like his games. I know they're wacky. They're 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 a bit you know the stories are very elaborate. I don't think he's overrated. I think he just hits his way of telling stories. My favorite game in my top five games of all time is Metal Gear Solid. Still in in the top five of all time of of my forty years of gaming. Um, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table with these new numbers. This continued success. Do you think that you know 
the what they're doing with Atlas, what they're doing potentially with Kojima, uh, maybe even teaming up with Sega like they did uh, earlier, uh, late last year about these big uh, tentpole games they're going to make. Do you think that these all of these different avenues that they went down have now shown the fruits of the labor? Yes. You know, I got to I got to say one thing, though. I got to disagree with you. Kojima is overrated. <laughs> I, I, mean, I knew no, someone was going to say that. I, you know, I hear you. you I hear what it. you're saying. I he hear is, it. but no. he's earned his place, you know, so I got to give him his, his due props because if it wasn't for Metal Gear and, and what he's done on Nintendo, right, from back then, you know what I mean? So and he's done other things too so he's done more than just gaming he's he's developed storyline he's developed all this stuff so he 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 needs due props but yet again other people treat him as you know a god and he's not he's just a he's just a man <laughs> with his visions that sometimes i don't know i want to deliver some packages like ups or fedex <laughs> but you know hey if that's what it takes for xbox to get in there we're going to start delivering packages in japan oh, that's fine there's no problem with that no, uh, seriously though, um, it, we we need to have, you know, we want we want to right we want to have more experiences, right? And not all Japanese studios make Japan style games. Yeah, you know, so you know, I mean, Kojima definitely is not making a Japanese style game, is he? You know, when he makes those games, they're not they're his own thing and we but we want a lot of other creators out there we don't want the same stuff you know everybody's like ah screw them let's go to the western and we'll no we want everybody right um we have um because i was left out of the story but that or the the conversation but that's fine there's no big deal um but we have a polish studio working on we were you left out of that conversation i was Oh my God! See, this is terrible. But but terrible. that's fine. I'm bringing I'm it back. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Don't worry about it. I'm bringing it back. You know. So you have a Polish studio working on RoboCop, right? Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? They are not making a futuristic RoboCop set in today's standards. They're going back and and doing that the B side movies. Uh, what we would consider B side, but back then those were A rated movies. You know what yeah, I mean? Those were, were top <laughs> top notch movies. You know, so accounting for inflation, eh, I'd buy that for two dollars. So, <laughs> and that's what we want. We want this stuff. We need this stuff. Okay, so yeah, some guys, all they want to do is play COD. All they want to do is play FIFA. They, or, well, whatever it's going to be called now, right? Or, or all they want to do is play Madden, right? So when you have the that type of mentality, right? And we still have people here in the chat. Oh, forget Sony. Sony doesn't need to be part of this. The E3 is Xbox. That's great. But guess what? That's not gaming. That's right. one. Gaming that's, is everybody. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the whole thing. And that's what we want. We want these other experiences because you never know what you're going to like. How many times have we talked about Game Pass and, and playing games that we never would have played because we never would have taken the time to buy them or even look at them because yep. it's not my type of game. But because, you know, I can try it out, whatever. Uh, holy cow, this is actually a fun game. Or this is one of those mindless I like to call stupid fun games, but it's a mindless game that you can just sit there and enjoy yourself, not paying attention to anything, you know, and, and doing all this stuff. That, that's what we want. We want to have uh, the Japanese market and, and they are very proficient at what they do, but there are also other um, Japanese studios that do more than just 
the typical Japanese thing, you know, and th and that's the problem is, you know, just like we have studios here that don't do the typical American thing because what they're European, you know, everybody, everybody assu assumes that the Western is all us, but a lot of the game studios are European studios. Look at yes. Ori. Yep. There was not one place that that was made in it, and they were all remote and that's Ori. So if you think about it, you know, they developed something from a, a, a cross of multinational, multi-regional, multi-background, multi-everything. Um, uh, and they came together and made a beautiful game, you know. And a lot of people are like, that's not my type of game. But guess what? It, it, it won a lot of people over. And that's what we want, but only on the Japanese side. We want the Asian market to, to have that effect on us too. And that's, that's as gamers. Cause for a lot of us that were gaming before consoles, we were in the arcades and a lot of those were Japanese games. People forget that, you know, hmm, Pac-Man, that's not an American game. <laughs> you know, you got streets of rage. You, you, so we start naming all this stuff off, but a lot of this stuff was generated over there, you know, so we got to bring it, that stuff over so we have access to it and how are you going to do that without having consoles to say right because how many times have, have studios said well you know what i'm gonna go with the bigger the bigger yes. option right Great the, point dude Great the bigger point. base that i have an option granted we've already said how many people have bought um um playstation 4s versus the xbox ones right uh the PlayStation 4 releases the God of War PlayStation. They release the Spider-Man PlayStation. They release this PlayStation. But you trade it in every single one of those to get mm -hmm. the next one, yep. right? But it still counts. And those studios are looking at what is sold, right? And that's sold not to the individual person. People forget about that. It's not to the individual person. It's to the companies that are selling to us. Because Sony and Microsoft and Xbox and, and Epic Games and all that... They have no idea other than the digital spot of where their games are going. But when it comes to the physical stuff, you know, look, even look at Nintendo. They, they, they don't know where their games are. I'm sorry, games where their consoles are being sold other than to the manufacturer or the, I'm sorry, the distributors. Yeah. Right. When those distributors purchase a lot of um, whatever the lot is, uh, 20,000, whatever consoles, that's all they know. They sold 20,000 consoles. That's they. That's their demographic, right? So then we rely on other outside factors of looking at and saying, okay, well, GameStop has said we've sold this much. Or Game in Europe has said, I've sold this much. You know, right. And then we have these other metrics where we try to figure this stuff out. But truly, their only concern is what they sell to the distributors. After that, it's not, it's none of their business. That's why a lot of them, everybody was like, I can't buy it because of all these bots. These bots are stealing it before we even get a chance. And then they're overpricing it. And we have no choice but to pay extra money if we want this or not. Right. Yeah. And that's, this is why we need to have better numbers. We need to know, especially when it comes to Game Pass, right? We need to know how much, who's playing on, or not who, but how many people are playing on Game Pass or on what console, uh, without a console. Or any of this stuff, you know, how many people are actually playing on a Series S or how many people are actually playing on a Series X, 
right? We need those breakdowns to be a little bit more transparent on that because yet again, I understand it. Unfortunately, it's part of the, 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 the console war where, you know, well, we can't have the Xbox One, the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X as, as numbers because they're all different consoles. <laughs> and now we're, where are we at now, right? We can't have the Xbox One X and the, oh, I'm sorry, Series X and the Series S because they're not the same console. It, it, it technically is the same generation, and that's what they're counting. But I, I would, I, I would like that breakdown. I would like to know the difference between S's and X's, and depending on ones with OG, S, and X, it'd be nice to know the breakdown. A little bit more clarification when it comes to this. Either way, they're still going to call the whole group of of a series as the number. And that's fine, but let's let's find out a little bit more because I'd like to know how many people are actually playing on the Samsung. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Microsoft has 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 those. They, numbers. they have those numbers. I'm just they saying just, they, they need they, to they push just it out. Put them out publicly. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the thing. But if they do, you know who they do it to? They they produce those numbers to those studios to those yeah. companies. They actually do have access to that. That's why that one guy actually kind of slipped up how many what the Microsoft numbers were for uh, Xboxes and Phil had to like downplay it. Yep. But, yep. but yep. that, you know, that w- we all know that was a slip up because he had some insight, whether or not those numbers are accurate are different because, you know, by the time he saw it, maybe the numbers a little different, but that's the thing we need. You need that bigger base to be able to draw that attraction. Yeah. No, no, you listen, everyone had an amazing points. Uh, Dreadpool, apologize for skipping you on the RoboCop hmm. one. I can't believe I missed you on that. But no, no, no. I, I really want to piss people off now. So <laughs> let's do this. Um, RoboCop needs to have a third-person option. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I want the I first saw people person, actually asking for that. Yeah. But I think they need a third-person option because how else are we going to have some Fortnite dances? Oh, no. <laughs> don't do it. Please. I don't <laughs> If Peter Weller starts dancing or doing a jig, I'm, I'm shutting off the game. Uh, he's he's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool to have like a dead or alive crossover? I mean, I, mean, I know that uh, he was in uh, Mortal Kombat 11, but yes. still, wouldn't it be cool to see, you know, dead or alive? It's like dead or alive. You're coming with me. It's like, but you're in the game. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> you know, that's funny. I, 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 I like what you're putting down. Maybe. Listen, maybe. Like, Maybe a, a Judge Dredd crossover, you know, where they uh, keep the mask on or take the... May, maybe this team does a Judge a, a, a game next. They did Rambo. They did or, Terminator. They're doing RoboCop. I think I think the evolution is Judge Dredd for sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but a Cuphead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We had almost 350 people here. Uh, on a show that I thought was going to be very short because we didn't have guests. And now, as you can see, we have a ton of guests. So we got to get everyone out of here. And we're going to start first with our two guests. And we'll start, Mav, brother, sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can check out your absolutely incredible content over on Fun Speculation on YouTube. And where can they reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, thanks for having me, Boom. I, that's exactly where you can find me. Like you just said, Fun Speculation on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Fun Speculation as well. Uh, tonight we have Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 9, 9 p.m. o'clock, Eastern right? 9 time. p.m.? Yep. And we'll have, have a blast over there. Uh, we talk a lot about Skull and Bones and some other stuff. I don't know. We, we kind of go into some random topics at times on that show. That's uh, good. Always a good time and lots of fun. So yeah, check that out tonight. 
And then Mondays we'll be back uh, with Fun Speculation Podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and yeah, Thursdays is PM in the PM with Pong Soul and I at 7 p.m. Eastern. But yeah, guys, appreciate uh, everybody in the chat. Appreciate this awesome panel as well. And uh, to find out when I'm going live for game streams and more, uh, follow on Twitter, uh, Fun Speculation. Hit the notifications on there. Appreciate everybody. Have a good one. Thank you, brother. Uh, real quick, shout out to Lethal Papa, Boss Mod, Lethal Papa, keeping these streets safe as always. His his work is tireless. And the reason why you can come into this chat uh, on any of my shows and dealer shows and so many others is because his his tenacity to keep the assholes away is uh, unlike anyone else. And uh, he does really walk quietly and carry a big stick. So I cannot thank him enough for the tireless work because I everyone in, in here is a modder, but he specifically knows what to watch for. And uh, and for the most part, we have these chats are pretty damn cool. Uh, very, I mean, a, even when they get testy with people, you know, talking about one thing or another, it never gets out of control. And that's due to his, his, uh, ability to keep everyone, uh, you know, uh, you know, keep everyone fair, so to speak. So big shout out to you, Lethal. Thank you for everything you do. Kay Asante, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on your incredible YouTube channel. And of course, your outstanding show with the slanderous one, Everborn Saga. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for letting me jump in here. It's always fun to, to jump in. I, I'm usually in the chat or I'm listening in during calls and whatnot. But, you know, you you, call, you, you brought up the, the RoboCop and I had to come out here. And, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Because obviously you had to tell us about your scars. From your oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wear them with pride, man. I wear them with pride. I, actually, you I know what? It. This warrants another reviewing. I might I might watch RoboCop this weekend because <laughs> you guys got me got me on point on this. But yes. Thank you guys for letting me jump in real quick with an excellent panel. Mav, good to see you again. Good, sir. You know, uh, it, it's always fun uh, keeping up with all of the, the great content creators on this panel and all the great work that they do, keeping us entertained throughout our, our work days and, and beyond. Um, you can find me, K Asante, TKO Asante on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, wh wherever you want to communicate with me. You know, we've been doing some community, uh, playing games with people in the community. It's always so much fun. So if you see me online, you know, holler at me. I'm always ready to, to game with you. Uh, we we do GCP, the Gaming Circle podcast, every weekend. Now, this weekend, I'm not sure how it's going to go because I'm having some technical issues, but stay tuned. Follow me on Twitter. If, if if there's any news to be had there, I'll post it up there as well. As I speak to you, I'm literally like putting putting computer pieces back together. So we, we shall see. <laughs> but yes, if and when we do have the Gaming Circle podcast, expect that Everborn Saga will be talking about how much he loves the Steam Deck. Yes, the thing that he said was trash and that was never going to go anywhere. He, he is now it. a stand. He is Steam a stand. Deck. He's on the other side. This is Elden Ring <laughs> yeah, all over again. It. It's going to be awesome. But oh, yes, my goodness. Catch us, so catch us on Twitter. You know, you, you follow us. We'll follow you back. Yep. Uh, usually Saturdays, nine, nine, uh, 10, p, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Gaming Circle Podcast. We appreciate you guys for being here. And, and y'all catch me again uh, next time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, brother. Of course, uh, let's uh, let's bring in Crispy Bomb. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. But more importantly, check you out on other shows. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Dreadpool, you are extremely messy, and I love it. <laughs> the chat, <laughs> chat, awesome as usual. At Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb twenty eight Xbox Live. You can find me on Retro Renegades Tuesday night, seven p.m. We have the next podcast, eight p.m. Thursday. And of course, primetime gaming Wednesday, 8 p.m. And uh, yeah, just uh, 
prayers go out to everybody uh, yeah. having something going on right now. You know, Sir X, Lupa, even Dealer. COVID is no joke. And yep. uh, hope everybody gets well as soon as possible. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, no, absolutely. And of course, uh, again, it's, uh, you know, gaming is gaming, but real life is real life. And these these folks are all fighting something really, really, really heavy. And like I said, reaching out, to you'd be surprised how it makes someone feel that you reach out to them and just check on them. You know, I mean, you may not know them in real life, but saying hello and best wishes goes a long way. Fuzzy Belvedere, sell your YouTube channel to these fine people still left in the chat. Tell mm -hmm. them where they can subscribe. Check out your best information on anything racing. And more importantly, where people find you on other podcasts. Just want to thank uh, everyone that came out today. And thank you guys for having me on. And always fun being on here with Kay Asante and Mav. Uh, actually, we'll be on uh, later on tonight with Mav on uh, Xbox Ultimate. So come check us out on Fun Speculations channel at... Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be on the shop podcast tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time and on FSP Monday at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern standard time. And then back here again, Friday morning on uh, breakfast with boom with you guys. But uh, yeah, for anybody that wants to hear my takes on anything gaming related, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere or to, you know, check out my uh, racing reviews and things like that, uh, just go to YouTube and type in fuzzy underscore Belvier. Greatly appreciate everything, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. And Web Dave, you just did an interview that you dropped July 4th with Colt Eastwood, which he actually, uh, I was listening to his show with Gaz, and he was talking about it, and he actually had some stories that he never told anyone, but he told you. <laughs> and obviously, yep. though, that was a really great interview. You've interviewed myself, Fuzzy, Dealer, uh, I believe Dreadpool and Crispy. I don't know if he in interviewed Mav as of yet, but yes. your, interview, your interview series is phenomenal. Please tell everyone where they can check out these great one-on-ones and, and, more importantly, insight into your favorite podcaster. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I've interviewed Mav too. It's a, he's he, he was actually one of the first uh, first ones. He was, I think, uh, right after you. To be honest with you, uh, so, oh yeah, nice, and, uh, okay, Kay Asante. Yeah, uh, very blessed to have all of you guys uh, uh, interviews and uh, and you know, Colt Eastwood was was definitely a great one and um, <laughs> got a real interesting one for Monday. Uh, I was um, lucky enough to interview um, Fonz. From, Fonz, yeah, Fonz, uh, good dude. Gaming. Yeah, oh, he, he's good. He was, he was great. And again, sorry for the audio difficulties today. Um, just last minute because of the power thing, I had to jump onto a different PC. But, but, dude, uh, thank you so much, Mav. Great seeing you, uh, Crispy, Dread, um, everybody, Fuzzy, Boom. Thank you, man. Have a great no, show. Thank man. you, brother. We definitely appreciate you being here. And we're glad that you didn't miss it because of the power situation. Dreadpool, tell everyone where they can check out Breaking Bread with Dread. And more importantly, what are the shows you on? And more, and, and even more importantly than that, if they want to strike up a conversation, where could they reach out to you on the social medias? All right. Said. So as always, I'm going to thank the most important people, the most important guests, I got to toss up between Mav and Kaysante. Which one? <laughs> no, actually, this is the chat. The chat. You guys are the most important people here. Thank you guys for showing up. And now we're going to go to our guests. Mav, thanks for stopping by. And Kaysante, even though he already dipped out, thank you both for, for coming in and, and chatting with us. Uh, great points of views. And as always, you know, just find me on YouTube at Dreadpool, all letters, all caps. Twitter's 
Uh, the O's are actually zeros. Yep. Um, I have TikTok, uh, the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify uh, is hosted by Anchor.fm, and that's my Breaking Bread with Dread series. And that it, I had, um, unfortunately, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. I met up with Lord Cognito. Oh, yes. And unfortunately, that didn't go. Mm. So I missed out on that one. He was so busy. I could not pull him away. Uh, we ended up hanging out for like two, three hours. Um, could we have done it? Yeah, but there's no way that I'm going to sit there and be like, yo, we got to go do this. You know, he was so busy. <laughs> he was, you got to see this, this man works. He Even works. when he's not working, he's yeah. working. So much respect for him for letting me hang out while he was working and meet up with a whole bunch of cool people. Um, and then I came back later on and I met, um, you guys saw it on Twitter. I, mm -hmm. I posted some pictures. Then I met up later on with back from the dead. So yes. we, that's, that's the latest interview that we've had. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and that was in the hotel restaurant. So that one there beats out the one that we had with Paul with the Hilton <laughs> cardboard pizza. Oh my God. But definitely, <laughs> like I said, it, it, oh yeah. But it was a great one because it was unexpected. Goldie was there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Blondie. Blondie was there, which is back from the dead's wife. Mm -hmm. So I had both of them and, and uh, great food, great people, great conversation. It, it was cool uh, to, to actually meet yet again, more people from the community. And that's part of what this is, right? We, we get to meet, about. we get to see more stuff, right? Because even, even with what Webb Dave is doing, he's getting... Uh, background stories. He's getting stuff that not very many people get anything out of from from these interviews, and he's getting some of this stuff. And that's that's what I'm doing too. I'm getting some some stuff that nobody else can get, you know. So to get it out there, and we and yet again we're meeting people. So this is my version of E3 for now. That's all I can do. No, no, listen, it's you know good stuff. I mean? It's a it's a very so it's definitely. a very you it's a very unique uh, uh, thing that you do, and no one else is doing it, uh, which is why it's original. <laughs> if you have, if you have not checked out Breaking Bread with Red, you definitely should. It is uh, not yeah. your your typical podcast, but it is good one on one information with two guys or sometimes even a group of people just hanging out and shooting the shit. So it's really good yeah, stuff. Definitely. So yet again, awesome hanging out with everybody here in the panel: Crispy, Fuzzy, Dave, and Boom. You know, um, Red. I'll see you in August. Perfect. I'll, I'll mark <laughs> it down. Um, uh, and and John Wolf, you know, I miss you, brother. Um, but yeah, I, I do streaming too. So if you got, if anybody sees me streaming, my chats are open. Jump on in. Let's 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 play some games. We've been playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've been playing Halo. So yeah, just you know, let's get the community involved. It's not a game night. It's just you know, let's play and talk and have a good time. Sounds so, good, brother. Again, yes. thank you guys. I appreciate everyone. Everyone here. Yeah, so we definitely appreciate you being a part of today's podcast. It's great to have you finally back. Uh, definitely after taking a couple of weeks hiatus due to real life. Real life gets in the way, and uh, such is life. But, ladies and gentlemen, a big shout-out to all the Super Chats that have come in. There was quite a few of them. Uh, we are uh, – Mrs. Boomsick and I are inc incredibly grateful, and we are going to uh, then return a lot of these Super Chats because uh, not, I, I, not this week – the following Breakfast with Boom, we're giving away $400 worth of digital gifts, uh, eight $50 gift cards. And all you got to do to win is be in the chat one uh, live. We're going to announce four up front and four in the back half of the show. 
And uh, if you are an international viewer, uh, we will respect that. And if you, if you, uh, if, you know, obviously the codes can't transfer, which is fine. We will then, of course, uh, send that money to you through a cash app or through PayPal to make sure that you do get your fifty dollar prize. Even and we will pay the the transfer fee or the taxes or the uh, the, the the you know denomination change from region from U.S. dollars to wherever you are. It's something that we pride ourselves in doing because if you support this channel with your views, your super chats, and your membership, we want to make sure that you get uh, supported as well. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So have a great weekend. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you own. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.